0: Hello, and welcome to ISP Six-Figure Realtor Podcast. I'm Bibi Bengochea, Six-Figure Realtor, best-selling author of Realtor 90-Day Kickstart, the guide to earn six figures with the intuitive selling process. I'm your coach and founder of the intuitive selling process. This podcast will teach you to think outside the box. ISP intuitive selling process is law of attraction meets real estate bringing you an array of top-producing realtors, entrepreneurs, and successful people who think outside the box. Welcome to Episode 6, ISP Six-Figure Realtor Think Outside the Box. In today's podcast, my guest a very special guest. Every guest is very special, but this is a very special guest to me because I mentioned this person in chapter two and being very influential in my life. And you will soon hear who that person is. And also, not only is it episode six, but we're going to talk about chapter six. So stay tuned to the end of the podcast so you can listen as I read to you chapter six in my book. And this podcast for me in this time when I launched it has been for me a blessing because it's been a portal for me to communicate with others and others to be able to listen and get away and hear different perspectives and get a chance to experience my book live, right? Through the actual podcast. But not only that, you also get to hear guests that are unique, think outside the box. And our guest today is very unique, very special to me and not only that, very influential as I said before in my life. With that said, chapter 6 is about unique marketing and branding, and it's very important that in your business you are doing unique marketing and branding. And you can do it in very different ways. It doesn't need to be within what everybody talks that you, you know, marketing and branding has to be it also has to do with how you feel it's right to market yourself and be unique when you're branding your your business many people that I speak with think that, you know, if you're just a realtor you have to fit that persona of a realtor and life has changed you just need to actually embody who you are. We're in the age of transformation. We're in the age, the Aquarian age, we're coming into this Aquarian age. And you're going to hear about that more and more and more. For those of you that are working on yourselves and working on your businesses you really going to hear that we're going to the Aquarian Age, and it's really about the from information age. I mentioned this in my 12-week course, where I take you for through 12 weeks through the whole book and transforming yourself and your business, applying the ISP, the Intuitive Selling Process. And in this chapter, I talk about not only that, but you're going to hear about the show, unique ways that you can really brand yourself and look at business in real estate differently. If you're listening to this and you're in another business, just kind of take the chapters and shift it to where you may not be looking for answers, right? But the answer is always there. Have you ever found yourself that you've had a situation going on and you need to find a solution and time passes by and you've been struggling with this challenge or and and the solution was always there? I mean, this is even like, I'm thinking back to a point in my life where I have a cousin of mine, and I would always tell her, Mr. Wonderful is on his way, right? She really committed to, you know, putting her personal life on the side and bringing up her kids. And I really valued that as her authenticity as a person, that she was serving others before she served herself. And... I would always tell her, you're going to find Mr. Wonderful, Mr. Wonderful. And law of attraction, right? And I kept on saying that to her. And by all means, Mr. Wonderful was always there. As I said, he was always there. He was, Mr. Wonderful is the father of her daughter's best friend. That they've been friends for years. And she had never personally met him, and now they're together. So the moral of the story is, this is a season, or you may be in a season in your life, where the solution or the answer is there, but you're not shifting your perspective to see it. So I hope you enjoy this episode. guest is the creator of WTD, mentioned in chapter six in my book. Her father became a real estate licensed agent back on May 12th, 1980, a day before I turned six years old. He would take her to his open houses when she was just 12, and they would spend time together while he worked and showed her the real estate process and business. At age 17, he encouraged her to get her real estate license. She told him that real estate was not for her. Her dad respected her decision and feelings. However, he strongly urged her to get licensed when she graduated from high school before starting college. He shared his passion for real estate profession with her and told her that it is the most inexpensive career that can offer the most return for your initial investment and time versus other careers. She appeased him and honored his wishes and became licensed at the age of 18. Fast forward 35 years today, she's managed successfully various multimillion dollar projects in the States and internationally, has engaged with over 5,000 real estate agents during her career all over the world. And today, it is my honor to present One of my mentors, best friend, my conscious Jiminy Cricket mentioned in my book in chapter two, my beautiful, loving, successful sister, Barbara Perez Bengotea. Welcome to my show. Hey, (laughs) so proud
1: of you. So proud of you. And actually, you're my uh, you're the wind beneath my wind. Oh, I love you so much. Yeah, I prayed. I actually always say the story. We're going to get into business, but because we're talking about it, I remember the day you were born, I brought tears to my eyes and I I didn't know why I was only six years old, but I knew someone special had been born and you're always challenging all of us to be better people and and push us when we need to be pushed. So thank you for having me on your show. It's an honor and um, I hope we have become many, many times again and again, a guest on your show and hopefully... We're going to be doing this many, many times.
0: Well, thank you for always letting me have my creative side and, you know, supporting my creativity where others would think I was out, you know, think outside of the box. And you would always defend me with mom and dad, let her be her person, let her be her creative side, because I feel that as I grew up, you encouraged that side of me. Whereas we were brought up, you know, we're Cuban American, we were brought up in a certain my uh, state of mind that our parents had, and you always encouraged me to be me. So I feel I want to thank you for that. And thank you for always being there for me. And yeah, it's my podcast. It was an idea I had, and I had it over a year ago. And other things came in the way and I never did it. And now we're here together. And, you know, I put the WTD in my book because you're the creator of that and real estate has changed in so many ways and I want you really to break it down because I think it doesn't do it even justice just to have it in the book and I'm glad that we have this platform this podcast that you can really bring real estate agents that are reading the book it's changing from location location to a new purchasing concept which you named WTD which I write in the book, which is walkability, waterfront, transportation, technology. And can you go in depth how you came about WTD? Because I feel that it's an important piece to the real estate industry.
1: You know, I'm going to be candid with you, B. Um, I was managing a project in a waterfront. And... I was wondering, you know, what what is the attraction? As you know, we've set up many types of of uh, presentations, and I do a five minute presentation. But then I was thinking, there is has to be more than location, because where I was selling, there's other areas that are selling that were selling very well, but people were just looking at the location. And I said to myself, what does this location have that is for the future? And then I started thinking, okay, it has waterfront, which that's. And then I remember doing a presentation to realtors. And this guy asked me, he's a very high-end realtor. He asked me about two years ago, and that, this is how that W started. He said to me, excuse me, ma'am, what is your walkability score? And I was like, I was stumped. I was like, what? Yes, what is your walkability score? I didn't even know what that meant.
0: So you, so you basically had like an aha moment at that moment. I had an aha moment, and I said, oh, my gosh,
1: this is walkable. And then I, And I ran to the computer. And I was my, with my, my, my partner, my colleague, and I was looking at it and I'm like, I wonder what the walkability score is here. And when I looked at my walkability score versus the other location, I was like 15 points higher. And I said, oh my gosh, I've been missing this. I've been missing the, the point of walkability. So walkability, what is walkability? Walkability encompasses a lot of things. For example, how close are you to grocery stores? the sidewalks you know do you have sidewalks do you have like open field areas a lot of people as you know you do yoga a lot of people like to go outside and do tai chi yoga they like to bike they like to run so what they do and this is really interesting and your listeners can definitely visit uh, walkabilityscore.com because it is something that is out there and I thought it was managed by anyone actually that site contacts the cities so in order for you to get that walkability score they contacted the city to get the factual information so it's not like just I can call and I say hey I think we're going to be doing you know um sidewalks and we're going to be putting in walking trails no 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 this has to go through the city and they apparently look at the permits or the things that are happening and the urban lifestyle that's happening in that economic development area. So that's how I came up with the waterfront is very easily. But waterfront, of course, is always going to be a location that you're going to do well. But walkability goes hand in hand.
0: Yeah, that totally makes sense. And not only that, I feel that our millennials, a lot of millennials don't even drive. They love to take Uber. Mm-hmm. And they normally live in cities. They like to live in cities, and we've been seeing that trend growing, in in in, in smaller cities, and of course in larger cities. And and that, and that brings us into the transportation,
1: which is the T. Because I have a very good friend who's actually doing urban lifestyle plans, um, for, uh, from for 20 years from now. And he actually shared with me something really interesting. That's where the T, so we did the W. Now the T, transportation, we're going to take the T because it's two Ts, it's transportation and technology. Transportation, the millennials, like you were saying, they don't want to drive. It's not like us. You remember we lived all the way, 20 miles away from work or 10 miles away from work and we, would, we wouldn't care. The millennials are like, no, not gonna do that they may drive they may they'll pay more much more for a house for an apartment even for a rental if it's about 10 to 15 minutes away from work
0: 1000 percent.
1: you know so the t came from that but the transportation going back to that he shared with me that in the next 5 to 10 years all households all I, I, I looked at the study and it was incredible. All households will only have one car. And in 10 years, those cars that will be driving themselves, for example, sometimes when I was at my sales uh, gallery, I would leave my car there the whole day. The whole day. So there's no reason why if I had one of those solar or autonomous, you know, auto drive, could drop me off, pick up my husband and drop him off. So the transportation is going to be huge. The area that I was in, in particular, had trolleys, (coughs) had, um, had an electrical car that served like a free taxi in a five square mile areas. That if you live there and you wanted to go downtown, maybe have a couple of drinks, or you wanted to go to the Publix, or you wanted to go to Starbucks, you didn't have to go down to the garage or down to get your car, turn it on, go outside, then
0: go find a parking spot. You, you follow me? Right. What is what is that service called? Because they also have it here in South Florida in certain cities. It's... um. Oh, my goodness. Uh, we had... um. It's called Nickel something. Nickel or? Yeah, there's
1: Nickel Ride. There's a lot of services. This particular gentleman I met, he's one of the, the investors. He has an angel investor as well. Okay. He started the nickel ride. So he has it all, re- all around Southwest Florida. And of course, these things will be evolving, but it was, they would just drive around, pick people up and they, and actually they would just, you know, give them a small salary and then the rest of it would work by tips. But it was right. very interesting because everyone liked the service because they didn't want to drive. They just do. I, I, I could take, for example, my daughter. My daughter has her license. Has never driven alone. She only got her license because she. My daughter lives in New York City. My, my daughter's never driven a car on her own, ever, ever. And she's a. She's you know she's not a millennial technically. She's Generation Z or whatever they call them. I don't know what it is, but did X or Z? Yeah, but and then I have my nephew. He doesn't want to drive. I mean, he drives because he drives, but. There's no, it wasn't yeah. like in my time and not making myself older. But I remember when our brother turned sixteen. I'll never forget that. He woke mom up at six o'clock in the morning. He was, hey, let's go. I'm gonna go get my license today. And <coughs> that's all shifting. So looking for, let's go back. Let's rewind. Waterfront, which would always be good, but if it, there's no waterfront, there's walkability, transportation, and then the one that blew my mind be was technology. that blew my mind. I started researching construction, okay and I did not know this that let's tell you the house we lived in when we lived the it's not capable of having fiber optics. Because it's obsolete. So, for example, the area that I live, they sold a $20 million house and they knocked it down. Because the house, technologically, was obsolete. So, you've always said, and this is, you know, when you were selling new construction, that new construction, I mean, I'm not knocking down, um, you know, I call them used homes. But... um I'm not knocking down used homes. What I'm saying is new construction, the technology that they have to put in. You see, people think that it's developers trying to be nice. No, it's that it is required. So now you get your cat sixes and they are within the walls. So for example, the home that I live in, not just my home, Every single home has one gigabyte. Do you know what that means? I have three individuals working in the home during this wonderful, challenging time, and we've never been down. And we've never been slow. So when you're looking for a home, you have to really think of technology. And the windows, windows, believe it or not, have advanced enormously in the permit area. Now by law in Florida, there is a film right between the window that covers solar, like the bad UV lights. And people think it's oh that's nice of the developer. No, because there was lawsuits. There were lawsuits (laughs) because people were getting cancer living inside their home. And it was from the glare of the windows. So just that technology, that transportation, uh, even the elevators, did you know, this is an interesting fact that, again, um, there's a lot of facts, but one that just popped into my mind was that the elevators in the older buildings, when you press that alarm that you think it's just going, you know, you press it, beep, beep, you're stuck in the Mm -hmm. elevator. When you press that alarm, where does it go to? The fire department, right. right? Okay, that was it. Guess what the new elevators do? It's a digital panel. It goes to the police, the fire department, and the ambulance. It does like the Trinity effect. It does like the Trinity, and it's a digital. It's like a satellite. And that's because that those are the new types of construction technology things that have taken place nobody really thinks about this nobody says let me look to see have you ever walked into a new construction without the drywall being? well i
0: mean one of the things that i list out here in chapter six which is unique marketing and branding uh there's buyer benefits that i list in the book for agents to know and i list you know, there's lower insurance on these properties. There's a warranty mm-hmm. that the builders give. There's a mm-hmm. equity that builds faster in a new construction home versus a resold home of, you know, a used home. There's even help with closing costs that buyers get. And on top of that, when you're talking about the breaking down of the construction, they're energy efficient. So people are saving. Exactly. Yes, yes, and good then point. The, and number six, I put, like, they come with new appliances that are also programmed to save energy. Um, in addition to that, there's financing advantages and so many other benefits that you've already mentioned as far as well, detailing about the windows.
1: Well, even, even what you just said, I have a new home, as you know. Um, you were right about to visit, and this whole fun thing happened. But you've seen it already because you were part of my my decision. But the the oven. So let you know how you put something in the right. oven, and sometimes you can forget it or the timer can yeah. go off. This my oven is connected to the internet, so it sends me a notification. It is reached its highest temperature. Are you sure you still want five more minutes? Oh, Alexa
0: does that for you. No, it's the oven. It's the oven says that it's okay. I got you. Oh, wow. It it was the standard appliance.
1: It's not something that, you know, that I paid. You know, there's refrigerators. Yeah, there's smart homes.
0: It's what I, what I list.
1: It's a smart home. So, you know, these things like those, those things that I just mentioned to you are things, and that's, you know, transportation technology. And again, you know, moving to the D was what you said, which was the demographic. So, the demographic is what we have to see is the baby boomers are getting older. So that's why you see a lot of the folks that they're building the rehabilitation homes or the um, um, they're very nice and they have the rehabilitation. They have the the ones that you do after. You can do phase one, phase two, because unfortunately all those baby boomers are moving into that. But there's another component that people haven't looked at. The other component is a lot of these older demographics, like our parents, they have their home, right? And then their home is probably, for example, mom and dad have had their you know, apartment on the beach, and, but they need to refurbish it. So this is what that demographic is thinking. If I refurbish it, it's going to cost me $100,000, $150,000 just to get it up to mm-hmm. par. It's not going to have technology. So the new demographic, they're looking at that product and they're saying, hmm, not for me. Or those baby boomers are passing away. The people who are inheriting these properties don't want to purchase or refurbish the property, so they're selling it at a very low low amount. That's another thing if the millennials or dependents on Is the client, you have, realtors have to identify, your realtors have to identify that demographic because if they see that it's an older demographic, like a baby boomer, they can get them into one of your your um programs that you've really talked about. And I think you've sold various of them. They can move that baby boomer from their home that they need to spend $150,000 in, into that new product, sell that home, which could be at a, at a lower cost. Then you find maybe a millennial or a Generation Z who are very creative and they want to live in that home. But that's the demographic. You have to know your demographic. So when you're talking to a customer... You have to see where that customer's demographic falls. Because you cannot tell, probably somebody of our parents' age, hey, just get into a project of refurbishing your home. No, you have to have, and I forgot the
0: name of the product B that you have. Oh, the multi-generate. Well, there's homes that are being built by different builders. There are called the multi-generational that, homes.
1: Multi-generational home, but it's the other one that you had mentioned to me. That um, it's like a
0: reverse. A reverse uh, purchase. A reverse right. purchase. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, let's talk about that so a little you, bit because some people don't know what that is. So, okay. so as we were talking about, let's go into detail what a reverse purchase is. A lot okay. of people don't know, you know, as, as realtors, we have to give value when we're working with customers, whether huh. it's a seller or a buyer. So one of the things um, that I've introduced into my sales process, and a lot of people don't know how to do, is reverse purchase. And what is that? You've got like someone like mom and dad that may be in a building, okay? And older buildings or condominiums have what they call assessments. And you know you get to a certain age where You have your savings and it should go to, you know, live a better quality life, like travel and things like that. So a reverse purchase is when someone, uh, an older person that's 62 and above buys a property, okay, and is selling a current property and reinvest that money into a new property and they put 50% down and then they only pay and taxes. If there's an HOA or anything like that, of course, you would have to pay for that. So what happens is they have this quality of life and what I did was in these multi-generation homes, most of these people, when they're going to retire, you know, when you look at their financial perspective of what they're going to be, you know, getting monthly from their retirement, it's basically, they're, they're pretty much like poor. So introducing passive income into their lifestyle which maybe you should prepare for that at at a certain age, like in your middle age or in your thirties, when you're buying, you're now kind of fast forwarding. If The person didn't do, you know, their retirement plan when they were in their thirties or forties. Now they have the opportunity to get into a property, right? And they put 50% down. They kind of recover as far as what they didn't do for their, for their retirement. And now they have a property where they have, passive income coming in because they have a unit in that property that rents out. So, along with what their retirement and their unit, now they have passive income coming in every month. Right? When someone gets a mortgage, which is an FHA mortgage, Mortgage reverse purchase and they only pay taxes, insurance, or fees. And then, so that's the breakdown of that.
1: Those type of vehicles, like I call them, is so important to know because.
0: So that's pretty much what a reverse purchase is. And then the difference of a reverse mortgage is when someone currently has a property that they live in and it's probably paid off and they take out a mortgage where they don't pay a mortgage, a monthly mortgage. They take out their actually equity out and they 50% of it. And they live off that money because some older people haven't paid their taxes or not receiving money, so they have the opportunity to do a reverse mortgage. Those are the differences. But what I've been working with a lot of people right now is doing the reverse purchase because maybe they've been in a place where, you know, it's all old and broken down and they have to put too much money to put it to par, etc. So that's basically what that is. Yeah,
1: and, you know, it's just interesting. Again, it's, it's it's a big component of, again, it's not just location, location. You know, it's your demographic. You have to know your demographic. You may want to, you know, be talking to uh, a demographic that's going to be getting a reverse purchase, and then the person who's going to buy their home is maybe an artist who's a millennial or a designer that, you know, so I I just think demographic is, is, is very important. And especially, you know, talking again that they, the the younger um, generation, which I think is just going to be is the smartest generation.
0: Listen, I let's you know you're <clears throat> this after our ep- our podcast, right? I go ahead and I read the chapter six to people, and I talk about unique branding and positioning yourself. And you're in social media. I believe that you've you've put together a program where you're helping realtors and teams and offices as a consultant brand themselves with the new technology. And I tell people, listen, you need to have, you need to play around with all different social media platforms, TikTok. You need to be playing with Snapchat. You need to be, you know, into LinkedIn. Now LinkedIn, you know, has a live feature. And they've had, they rolled that out last year in 2019. Hmm. Um, And... and yeah, and I'm being interviewed on a show that I'm gonna ask some questions uh, on LinkedIn Live. So there's, and you know, all...
1: you know, social media is a place where you stay humble, and you stay, you stay like right now. You just me talking... LinkedIn is going live. I know that, and I'm in to the social media. There's just so many everyone, but that's why the demographic. Going back to the demographic, if you're gonna do a demographic of Generation Z. You better be on Instagram. If you want to do a demographic for baby boomers, stick to Facebook. But you can't be doing Facebook and thinking you're going to reach out to Generation Z. You follow me? Right. You know, and it's not that Facebook Generation Z doesn't use it, but you just say TikTok. I remember you're starting to do TikTok. That's a totally different platform that you have to say, okay, I'm going to, that's going to be my focus. So. (laughs) you know going into the final D of WTD which is destination and this is probably one of my favorite ones because um it came to me when i was i you know i'm i'm k- kind of like you i i meditate and it came to me during meditation and it sounds as corny as it sounds it's destination no one knows that it's such a great opportunity right now to buy in Broward and Miami-Dade County. If people knew how the transportation and the destination was going to change, and you may say, but Barbara, we, we are a destination. It's, no, no, no. What's going to happen? And we didn't really touch that, but it comes hand in hand with the what's called the Virgin Loop. Which the Hyperloop. Is the Hyperloop. If no one knows what's gonna happen in Florida. This is what's happened. Only about I think it was about a uh, seven or twelve destinations were chosen all around the world for this fast bullet train to come in. Because if you think about it, Europe has it. Europe has. I I took it. You I got from uh, Rome to Venice in about two and a half hours, which by car would have taken about eight to nine hours. So. What's happening in Miami, it's open. It's working right now. Right now it's working. You can technically go from downtown Miami into downtown West Palm Beach in 27 minutes. Now that's going to change. It's going to do that to Orlando in the next year and a half. Do you know what's going to happen to the property value in Miami? (laughs) So if realtors, your realtors, you, you coach, are not really looking into this, I've asked maybe 300 realtors, and I'm not kidding you. Hey, have you guys heard of the Hyperloop? No. So if you look at those destinations, so the Hyperloop, the idea is the Hyperloop is going to go from Miami. I mean, there's videos and videos about it. From Miami to Orlando. From Orlando, it's going to go to Jacksonville. The tracks, the railroad tracks, for that to happen, are already in place. So if we have to be a destination, so anything that travels around this hyperloop, either you can say you can buy it because you're going to be able to move around. Do you imagine going from... Just from Miami, you go to Orlando in 30 minutes, go to Disney, get back in, and you're back home.
0: Barbara, not even that, okay? I've been telling people, and I've always been that type of person that I intuitively feel things, and I'm fast forward, okay? When I started vlogging my 31-day cleanse, remember? I started using YouTube years ago, over 10 years ago. Okay. And I knew that that was the future, but I had just initiated it. Mm-hmm. What about now? I tell realtors, they ask me, well, I had a realtor yesterday on one of the uh, workshops I teach in a boot camp that said, Should I put on my ad in, you know, we're doing, you know, the program, the boot camp does like their social media and their ads and whatnot. So they asked me specifically if they should just go by zip code. And I said, You have a license to sell in Florida. I go ahead and sell in different parts of Florida. Mm -hmm. Why do you limit yourself to just one location? I get it. Some people will do that. That's fine. But you're going to have the capacity now with this Hyperloop, okay, to basically sell Mm -hmm. in Orlando, Tampa, different areas where you would have before because of transportation not do that so your WTd people really need to pay attention to that when they're doing their strategizing mm-hmm. and their business plans and expanding you know now we're in this quarantine and I know that we're we're living in this pandemic
1: but, but our not, cursed- not to not to interrupt you but it's, it's it's an attention deficit disorder moment when you just said that. I feel like a 15-year-old in this. Do you know why I feel like a 15-year-old?
0: Why? My (laughs) hair
1: is long. I don't know what to do. I can't leave the house. (laughs) And I don't know where my life is going. Look, this is happening to all of us. But like you, you have taken it to a totally different level. But that's okay. Because those people who are smart not smart let's not say that because I I don't mean to diminish anyone those people who are ready because you do have to be ready you are available to them and it's not because you're my sister but you do work intuitively and you don't um you make a plan like this WTD people get confused well you want to know what to do just look at the WTD it's pretty simple What do I want to concentrate? Do I want to concentrate on properties that have a lot of technology? Then you start looking at that. So you are correct. But to have you as a coach at this time, that you can actually sit down and whoever wants to focus can, but not everybody is there. You are giving a gift, a gift of marketing because... I was fortunate enough to be privy of it. Your book is not a book. For me, it's a manual. A manual that does not currently exist. And it's a manual that you can be... You can, Some people can say that's hokey pokey. Other people can say, oh my gosh, I'm so motivated. But even the ones that say, oh my God, that has astrology and has meditation... We're all getting into the same field because it's about body, mind, and soul. So, your book has a trinity. So, I hope that people pick up your book, use it as a manual. And I think your first chapter, and I know this is chapter six, actually, they should take for each chapter of your book 15, 20 days to digest well, so deep your book is. Your book is a course. It's even a manual.
0: Yeah, it, it is. Course. It, it, it was... It's a
1: semester course, and we're in a semester.
0: Well, Probably. it's like the it's the course that I have. That's mm-hmm. the 12-week mm-hmm. course, mm-hmm. right? And then, you know, and I tell people, you know, not, this is not a fit for everybody. Well, no. I get, I get I, that. I, I get that. I shouldn't say that. This is a
1: fit for everybody, but not everybody wants to use it. See what I'm saying? That's powerful, yeah. It is a fit for everybody, but not everyone wants to use it. So it's the same thing. It's the same thing as, you know, with everything, with, you know, every plan works as as long as you make it work, but this is not a plan. This book was a divine intervention that came through you, and again, it's hokey and pokey, but I'm sorry. Every single book, every single manual every single course that's been successful, every single one of them has been through divine intervention. Even that lady, have you heard of that course, that happy course? The miracles? No, it's a happy the course. course miracles? No, it's a an amazing, very known professor in Stanford University in California that she had, she said it. She's very practical. She's not affiliated with any type of religion or spiritual practice, but she says something came over here. It is the most attended course in Stanford. It's a thousand two hundred students. It's the happy course. It's actually, uh, maybe if you want to share it with your guests, it's actually they're giving it now for free. But it's a very expensive course and she had divine intervention, how to be happy. But everybody thought the board of, you know, you're talking about an elite Ivy League. I don't know if it's an Ivy League and don't quote me on it, but this is a end um university. And she invented yeah. well, let's, let's, like let's your even... book. That's what she did. Yeah. She I... did it because she knew that her students were either committing suicide, depressed, overwhelmed, and she did this course and it's why you did your book. You did your book because you knew that realtors, and I've been in presentations with you, you knew that realtors, who are especially the ones who come into the business, even with other fields and backgrounds, they don't know what to do. Brokers don't know what to tell them. Your book is a course to get them at least knowledge, practice, and a way to go, how to make money. And it's not six figures. I think they could even make more. Maybe you're saying six figures in the first year. I think you should change the name of your book. Six figures in your first year. Because in the first year, if you don't have a manual, some people don't make anything.
0: thousand percent. Not only that, um, you know, I'm very, I'm very, uh, I appreciate that my think outside the box concept, mm-hmm. even mm-hmm. with the, the local Miami association, I'm so grateful for them. Because they believed in me and they've uh, supported me. They actually, I teach a class in the Miami Association, all right, of board realtors, where it's called Law of Attraction and the Six Figure Realtor. Hmm. And do and I that's, and I teach that every week, every week in every Spanish week? and English. I do a class weekly, which we're doing right right now online which one's in English and one's in Spanish. And it's really bringing the law of attraction to the real estate practice, which is what the book is about. Pretty much the book is law of the attraction and bringing strategies of real estate, which, you know, together. But it also takes, you know, us working on ourselves to be able to attract what we want in our lives. No, know no, that. I know that. And it's just, you know, and sometimes everybody's
1: on a different journey and on a different path. But again, um, you know, even with just this this small coin concept that, that I by necessity had to research and come up with um, because like everything it's shifting just with that just with that this um, podcast that we're doing with the WTD people could just or uh, real estate agents and not just real estate agents I really think this is for for even businesses what do you want to open up a business what do you want to do business? It's just, you're, the concept that you have and all the little details is such a, um imperfect, perfect model or module that it's just incredible. It's incredible um, what people could do, especially agents who right now are bombarded. Like you said, social media can drive you crazy. I mean, Absolutely. when you go know me TikTok, yeah. I'll like, oh, be... <clears throat> I'm. I'm not even gonna get into TikTok now, because it's like there's so many new platforms coming out. You know, my daughter is—that's what she does. That's her business. And the other mm-hmm. day, she told me, "No, I'm on TikTok all the time." I'm like, "By the way, my yes. goddaughter." And uh, that's what she <laughs> did. That my daughter, when she went to pick her career, uh, she's a very practical, very practical young lady. And uh, you know, other kids are being. Actually, she just gave a talk to some students. And it was one of your talks, you know, how you do career talks. Is that what did she
0: do that at NYU? No,
1: she did it with young kids from elementary school. One of um, our our future niece invited her to be on this um, Zoom career talk. It was the most attended and asked questions because my daughter could have been an attorney. My daughter could have been a doctor. But my daughter looked at what the future was holding. And I went to the studios of CNN. um, And when I went to the studios in Atlanta, Georgia, the the girl told me, she goes, you know what? Do you see that department? I was looking at the newsroom. I said, yes. Those are the journalists over there. What's all this big over here? She goes, that's the social media department. I'm like, what? She goes, it used to be two people. It has doubled the size of the journalists. So my daughter looking for a career, she was looking at a career. And the Stern School of Business in um, in NYU was just business. It's a great business school. But she was looking more for social media. So she went to the Steinhardt. And what she did is media, culture, and communication. The year my daughter started it, it was the first year that NYU offered it. So it is, I'm, I'm just sharing that with you. My daughter during this time is working. She's not elite. So again, going back to the WTD, real estate agents have to look for ways. For example, you do something that's very interesting. and I, I haven't really looked at it. You know, it's like me being your sister, I have access to you 100% of the time. But that virtual open house that you had always talked about, I even talk about in chapter yeah, nine, so, virtual tour, virtual but, open Stati, house. Yeah. You wrote this book almost two years ago.
0: Well, it was a year ago and 20. Yeah, yeah it's been a year a yeah, almost. almost. Yeah, year and a half almost, correct. But what I'm saying is,
1: you, that's what I'm saying. Your book is not an obsolete book. Let me tell you, knocking on doors and calling is not going to work anymore. You have to look at what's happening in the social media. You have to look at it backwards. You better be a real estate agent, do it backwards. What do I mean? Start with the social media. Pick up your manual. Your, you. I think one day, not one day soon, your book will be the Bible. Like, you know, there's the Bible that talks about Jesus Christ that we can still to today apply certain quotes. To today, it's going to be that because it has such concepts that if real estate agents would look at it and start their business backwards, they have to start their business backwards because they first have to identify where they're going to go with technology, how they're going to approach social media, and then
0: figure everything else. Yeah, I remember, yeah, I mean, let's, let's take it back four years ago when I was working with different agents that didn't want that they would never go live. They didn't even know what going live was going live periscope. You remember when I was doing periscope (laughs) and I said, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and design something where I help people brand themselves and get more buyers or leads for, for real estate. And that's where it all began. Mm -hmm.
1: I just know that. Um, I, I hope that people do listen to your um, blog. I hope they they do read your manual. I hope they take advantage. my book, <laughs> <laughs> your book, your Bible. I hope they take advantage <laughs> and they they do. It's a lot to digest because once you're in, once you're in chapter one, and you know what, B, I'm gonna tell you something about your book that I don't think I've ever shared with you. Okay, you can actually. From your book, start in any chapter. Yeah, you don't need to start from chapter one. So it's that's why I say it's like the Bible; you can open it up wherever you want, Start there. <laughs> well,
0: that's you know it's gift. it's funny you that's say that. That's a gift
1: for your listeners. It's not a book that you have to read chapter one first, right? So I I I just think you know I'm glad that you added my my, my, you know, my humble WTD, but I, I just think you open it after six, starting chapter six, you open it in chapter 13, starting chapter 13. It's one of those books that you don't have to start from page one.
0: Yeah, I never looked at it that way. But you know, it's interesting that you say that because intuitively, I've done this podcast. And I really wanted to start this podcast way before um, I'm glad that I, like everything in life, I just move forward and follow my intuition and get things done. I don't look for perfection. I look for progress. And I got this podcast launched. And there were people that were like, well, you need to have this. You need to have that. I'm like, no, I'm just going to get it done. And I got it done. But let's talk about something that I talk about in my chapter two, because each podcast, you know, relates right now the first few episodes to a chapter in the book right right? and I when I started recording this it's it jumps from different chapters and different themes and different guests and our episode previous to this one talks about you talks about my personal story my personal challenge and I remember that day I called you remember and we were going through now that I have you on the podcast (laughs) We talked about, I, I call you the Jiminy cricket, my conscious, right? So I was basically going through the whole process and thinking the day I called you and I was basically doing this meditation and and getting advice from you and I called you and said listen I have this concept I want to go ahead and make so many sales and this is what I want to do and I remember you telling me B you need to be realistic with your expectations I'll never Oh never forget no, no, that. No, no. let me tell you I've been a, I've been a real estate for many years
1: I've been in real estate for decades and what do you do you know what I learned with you that 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 you know what th- that taught me because people see Okay, how do you, like, for example, what we're going through, how, how do you know, how do you predict the future by seeing what happened in the past? And that's horrible. That's really bad to do. Because then nobody would have ever, you know, broken anyone's record in, in being an athlete, nobody would ever, because if you just measure yourself from the past, we wouldn't have an iPhone. So when I asked you, hey, how many I asked, you know, what I asked you was different. We're gonna have to be a little let's go, be let's, go let's let's re- I asked, let's reenact I, be honest let's, with you. I said to you um you said to me how many houses and I said well let's let's do this I asked you how many calls are you getting <laughs> how many calls are you getting per week and you're like oh well, <laughs> I have another person with me and I don't know how many calls they're getting um because let's let's talk honestly that first
0: that Let, let's 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 keep it be, real let's keep it real. After They left her alone
1: in the sales center. And I thought, I I remember that I came down and I told my husband, I said, you know what? I think she's going to name me that day. And that whoever was there, we're not going to say any names. But they left you alone there. You had.
0: They left me. I I wanted to quit. You
1: never knew. They they didn't even tell you where the model was. It was, it was really very. And I said to myself, because we're on this journey. I said, wow, she must be a tough cookie because
0: if the universe left her alone. (laughs) Oh my God, they left me alone we all that sushi. day, and, and it was it wasn't the company. It was just it was we worked in, you know, we worked in different yeah. uh sales uh, you know, we had all different. Well, where I was at, I was basically alone, and and I basically sold. Oh well, I at different well, I
1: didn't see any locations when I came in. I didn't see any signage? Right. There was nobody like doing any signage to go in there. I asked you how many calls you said. Look, I I I maybe get one a, a week. And I said, so what's your advertising? You know, whether they advertise, she goes, not really much. How many people are coming in a week? She says, about two or three. Um, and I said, Okay, so what what do you think you're going? And she said to me, I think I could do like 10 or 12. I'm like, okay, B. You're not being realistic because that means you'd have to convert even the people that haven't come in yet. No, 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 no. But that's what I'm gonna do. I'm like. No, I don't argue with many years ago i've learned not even like when she says these things i I've learned to say she believes it so I said fine so i remember the first month you hit your goal everybody thought it was a rookie like uh what is it called though when you do it the um, the lucky the when the people start the for the first time doing something they're rookies or beginner's luck that's what it's called beginner's luck Oh yeah, yeah. So then, And then the next week, I remember you told me you, you were going to do the same thing again. I said, oh, Lord.
0: Well, I remember in that project. Yeah, and, and okay. I'm going to do it again. The, I was like, what? I said, I'm going to sell this out by a certain and date. Did. And everybody in the company would look at me like, mm-hmm. yeah, like, okay, right. You're going to sell it out by do? that date. Okay, what whatever. What you really did is, is what that book
1: says. Intuitively, you didn't have it written down. But you did not wait. You did not sit down and wait for anyone to come in. What you did is what you did now during quarantine. You're doing it again, B. You did not wait. You did not wait for people to come to you. You went to people. You went you searched and you sold that project out. A project that was stale for the last nine months that hadn't moved product. You sold everything. I think it was 27, 28 homes in three months. That's what yeah. you did. So, what it is? Are you magical? You have you have more uh, motivation or something inside you, probably more than everyone. But if you could do it, anyone could do it. But you, what you have to do, what you did is you transformed that experience into a book or a manual. And that's what it is. You're like who. This gentleman who just passed away, Kobe Bryant, for me, you're Kobe Bryant. Did you see Michael Jordan when he was talking about Kobe Bryant? Kobe Bryant would call Michael Jordan every day and ask him, what could I do this? That's what you do. You call everybody. You call me. You call Gus. You call this. You call the other one because you know that it's up to you to make it happen. So that's what your book is all about, is about making it happen. And that's why your book is so rich. It's not just talking about my WTD. You have, you know, the lessons from your brother. You have the lessons from gurus. You have your lessons. You talk about everyone. That's why I really urge everyone to just get. I know you offer it for free now for a limited time. I don't know how long that's going to be. But I know if they open up that book in any chapter, they can start their success or at least a guidance into this business that is a very challenging business. And like I said, dad told me it's the most inexpensive investment, but in in essence, it's the most expensive career because it costs a lot of money when you lose deals or you lose time because for us for us agents time is money so for every day that we sit down and we don't do anything we've lost money so for
0: yeah i mean i i always tell agents that i'm talking to and that i get the opportunity because i feel it's an opportunity it's a blessing hmm. for me to help other people prosper but through my challenges you know i was looking at a post that i put yesterday Um, You know, it it comes up in in Facebook, like your, your memories, and I'm going to read it. Okay. This is a post because maybe I don't know when you're hearing this. This is a post that I have on my Facebook wall, which was yesterday, May 1st. Okay. I was born in May. So I'm a, I'm a spring baby. All right. And it was posted yesterday on May 1st. And it was a two years ago that this was a memory. And I say, I changed my hair. And then I have like a picture next to it that says success. And it says, it's like a glacier, right? And you know, the glaciers go from the upper side, but it's really, really deep in the water. And it says success, hard work, persistence, late nights, rejections, sacrifices, discipline, criticism, doubts, failure and risk and then I put in my post I put new look and new perspective success we must fail many times before we succeed our challenges aka contrast will lead us to know exactly what we don't want and what we do today I appreciate knowing what I do want
1: wow impressive and it's it's true and it's um you know it's just everybody um if if they are and it has to be inspired you know you're you're very inspired i don't know if it's a motivator you're a very inspired person that doesn't mean you're a perfect person that doesn't mean you know you won't you're very inspired something within you and there's so many realtors who start off that way So whoever is listening to this and is inspired to start on one chapter, hopefully you can start on chapter six and read about the WTD. And maybe that starts your your weight and then you go on to chapter nine and then maybe you can skip to chapter two. But again, I reiterate it. This is not a book that you have to open on page one.
0: Yeah. And you know what? This podcast has created, the window of opportunity where you can listen to the podcast. And at the end of this podcast right now, you'll hear and I'll read to you from the author's perspective and voice the book. So if you're not a reader and you don't like to read, then listen to the podcast and listen to the chapter. So I've given those options for people.
1: Amen. Thank you for having me on your, on your podcast and thank you for honoring me the presence of uh, walking with me in my journey. And you know (laughs) that um, you're the wind beneath my wind, or maybe now I'm the wind beneath your wind. You know, the wind changes sometimes, you know. So I look forward to, you know, maybe one day being standing next to you and uh, being able to give the same presentations you give and with my experience and your blessing. So thank you.
0: Thank you for being on my podcast. I love you. And always encouraging me to be me. Thank you for being on my podcast. Bye-bye. Love you big. Bye-bye. I love Bye. you too. Chapter 6: Unique Marketing and Branding. How do you expand your sales market? Expanding your current sales market can vary depending on which market you're looking to sell in. In real estate, you have resales, new construction, There's residential and commercial sales and rentals. There's also a diversity of the international market. In this market, the goal is to bring more leads and possibilities to generate sales. Part of the Realtor 90 Day Kickstart is to set up a successful marketing program for each quarter of the year and work in advance. Working each quarter of the year in advance gives you the opportunity to set and hit goals. Realtor 90 Day Kickstart begins the first quarter in October. The quarter is in October in order to end the year with more sales. How you end your year will show you how to position yourself for the coming new year, which makes sense. Niche markets, such as new construction, residential, or condominiums, have an edge for realtors. There are benefits buyers receive in residential new construction purchases below is a list of benefits. When you bring value to your buyers, you are valuable. Buyer benefits, lower insurance rates up to 60%. Saving on their insurance yearly signifies that their mortgage payment will be lower if they are opting for financing. Two, construction warranty from builder. That means that there is less cost to buyer for repairs and they can just focus on paying their mortgage. 3. Equity is built faster in new construction homes. Buyers purchase in reconstruction prices and as the builder developer builds the community, there is an increase in equity. 4. Help with closing costs. This offers the buyer the ability to buy their home and invest pure equity. For example, Let's say your buyer is pre-qualified to purchase their home and they have their own down payment and closing cost funds. On the resale market, sellers usually don't offer help with closing costs. Many builders offer help, which means that the buyer is making a pure 100% investment. There are no expenses since they are getting their closing costs paid, a.k.a. concessions. 5. Energy Efficiency These type of appliances are green, which means that the buyer will save on their electric bill. Normally a buyer pays higher electric bills if the property they are renting is older. Lots of saving on their electric and water bill. New homes are built high high energy efficiency. Six, new appliances, not to mention smart homes. Seven, financing advantages. Many builders developers have their own mortgage companies that offer financing. They offer rate buy downs and they purchase these rates so they can help buyers qualify with a lower rate option. Eight, normal renting and money going into and now money is going into their equity. In the actual book, I show you an actual graph that asks you how much have you spent in rent. So take a look at that. All the benefits described above are value that you can offer your buyer. Because you are helping your buyer, you are attracting more sales. Realtor Benefits Number 1. Higher Commission Payouts Many builder developers that have realtor participation offer higher commissions. There are many real estate markets throughout the country. Some markets have deviated from paying the traditional 6% split commission splits. Two. Transaction Coordination, Contract Administration Builders administrate the contract, which is a process of assuring administration that the purchase meets all the contractual terms, including deposit schedules, financing contingencies, and closing preparation scheduling to make sure that the sale closes. This allows you to spend your valuable time and focus on the art of selling and marketing. 3. Time Leveraging You cannot be in two places at one time. Therefore, many builder and developers offer the advantage that you can register a buyer and their sales representative can make the sale on your behalf. This means you can be writing two contracts at the same time. In other words, let's say you have a conflicting showing time schedule. Two buyers at the same time. While you show one property, the builder's sales representative helps you out and shows the the buyer the property. This gives you the opportunity to leverage time and efficiency. 4. Pipeline Create a pipeline of sales that generate income for the present and future months. 5. Easy Access Open 7 days a week with no need to preset appointments. Niche Rental Market The rental market and seasonal market produce immediate cash flow. Lots of top producers don't focus on this market because they feel the financial rewards are not sufficient. Remember perspective. The rental market is huge and is your future sales. You have the ability to convert the lead to make a sale now as they already have their first security and last deposit. Many of these renters don't know that they can buy now. There are so many down payment assistance programs that help with closing costs, which will create more current sales. The other renters you can place on a 12 month marketing advertising campaign countdown to prepare to buy for the next 12 months. You are now creating a forecasting for your future pipeline and you will close close the the next coming year. Do you see the value you can bring to your business and future sales? Best of all, you're helping future buyers and creating relationships. Believe in being different. Work differently than others in the business. Every day, give yourself the gift of allowing for new possibilities to produce ideas. Start by writing down things that interest your current buyers. This will bring new fresh ideas for marketing that will capture new leads. Always use humor along with clients' problems and be the solution. Tune into prosperity by shifting traditional markets into a creative market. Aspire to inspire those that need help in buying process by collaborating with designers, lenders, community outreach centers. The majority of people need help as they don't have enough information. Sellers also need help if you're looking to list more properties creating fun workshops with landscaping companies to add curb appeal or even organizers that help sellers declutter their homes. Pricing properties right and allowing you as their realtor to sell their home faster means they must let go and surrender to your expertise and guidance. Now that you're doing your business with a new twist, stay on track. Being different means that you're having fun and keeping it interesting. Keep a positive attitude and continue to expand your selling market. Clear messages. Be transparent with your communication, which will keep your relationship strong with buyers and sellers. Setting expectations in advance of the purchasing and selling process is a great way to keep your buyers happy. Believe in your value as a realtor and what you bring to them as a professional. Confirm your appointments 24 hours in advance. Your time is money and should be respected. Have options available to overcome objections with buyers and sellers. Use your CRM for reminders on deadlines, appointments and events. Take time to see things with clarity of where you want your business to go. Get hired. I am a firm believer in interviewing buyers to see if you are a good fit for each other. Your business thrives on referrals and it is priority to get positive reviews. Set yourself up for success by having buyers hire you. You are not an Uber. You are a professional realtor. Therefore, have them sign the EBBA, which I talk about in Chapter 3. I love to teach realtors this technique in my workshops so they can learn to master and become effortless. Many buyers don't understand that they are gaining value on a service that is free since commissions are paid by sellers, not buyers. There's so much value on being hired, so set a point of intention. If the buyer's intention is not to hire you, then let it go. Be ethical. I've seen my share of unethical realtors. As professionals, we must support each other and make a difference in our businesses. We have started a movement in real estate business to honor the integrity of the business. Read more in Chapter 14, Dolphin vs. Sharks. Too many times I've seen realtors taking buyers and sellers away from the original transaction for their own selfish gain. These realtors do not respect the work of their colleagues. This goes beyond the legal aspect and into the moral aspect which has been lost. Together, we can make a difference. WTD. I'm going to share something with you which you have not heard before. Real estate is changing from location, 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 to a new purchasing concept called WTD. My sister, Barbara Bengochea Perez, created the WTD. Here's what the WTD stands for. Walkability Waterfront. Walkability. Walkability is a measure of how friendly an area is to walking. Walkability has health, environmental, and economic benefits. Walkability is an important concept in sustainable urban design. Buyers are looking to live, work, and play in these type of destinations. Waterfront. Buyers love homes near water. They may not all be able to live directly on the waterfront as these are higher-priced properties. However, nearby areas with water close by or water views are desirable and create a resort-style atmosphere. You can also visit www.walkscore.com. Transportation technology, transportation. Transportation will be a huge impact in real estate in the next several years. For example, the Hyperloop, Miami's bullet train, gets you from Miami to Orlando in 26 minutes and has been approved. There are also trolleys and nickel rides in many cities technology smart technology will be able will be extremely important in an asset that will add value to your home similar to an upgraded kitchen or bathroom destination demographics destination buyers love destination living consider areas that combine different types of living for example where you can experience old town and new contemporary living to make a unique destination. Demographics, millennials, those persons roughly between ages of 18 and 34, as of 2015, have become the nation's largest generation cohort, surpassing baby boomers in 2016. So those long accepted location, location, real estate areas will soon see changes because millennials will remake our metropolitan landscape In the decades to come real estate is ever-changing and keeping it fun and interesting is what will give your client value 97% done it's all 97% done you have earned six figures selling homes using ISP I want you to focus on having fun in real estate you are learning and embracing ISP and gaining more and more awareness of yourself attracting the buyers and sellers to appreciate your help You offer value. You offer buyers and sellers the best outcome and opportunities. Keep in mind that when you make a sale, just keep a smile and keep the positive momentum going. Make this small paragraph your daily affirmation in the morning and in the evening. Thank you for listening. And I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Make sure to follow me on Instagram, @bbbengochea. In my link bio, you will find links to get a copy of my free book and all the social medias so you can stay connected to me and upcoming events. Also, in this episode's description box, you'll have details and links for the guest information. Don't forget to subscribe to podcasts. rate, And make sure if you really enjoyed this episode, review and comment.